Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Everybody and thank you for joining us on Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. So good to have you with us. Today we are going to be talking about something a little bit different and it's all about space. Why it's important to create space around ourselves in our world in order to fully thrive. I love this topic actually when we decided to go for it and I was basically thinking about, uh, you know, presentations. I was doing some work and it was all a bit crazy and kids and life and different clients and all the rest of it. And I found myself wishing for a long haul flight over to Canada or America. Because <laughs> I remember having this great flight way back when, when you could fly regularly, 2019, it must have been. Um and it was a daytime flight and I got on the plane. It wasn't massively busy, but it was, I wasn't tired and it was light and beautiful. And I had seven straight hours of time with no interruptions. I had no logistics that I had to be part of. I had no phone. I had total digital detox. And so I was really able to both relax and enjoy things. And I really did some very deep work. I did a lot of strategic thinking. I did a lot of, you know, creating and, and, and planning and, you know, putting that into, uh, you know, like a presentation and a framework. Uh, and then I could pause because I had kind of this, this real clear, free area, this space. Um, but it was not just physical space, it was mental space. Someone else was in charge of getting me where I was going. Someone else was in charge of feeding me, when they were feeding me, what they were feeding me, how I got drinks, what I was drinking. <laughs> you know, everything in that space was freedom within clear guidelines, which I think probably people have heard us talk about a few times. And so I was intrigued by the fact that I don't, I'm not often able to create that sense of space and time and freedom from all of the logistics and the things in my regular work. Um, and I thought that would be a really great conversation for us to have. So, you know, how do you know one do you does that resonate does anyone else actually long for the the long haul flight and it might just be like just being on a plane my husband loves going on a plane cuz he can just watch all the movies he wants and there's nothing else he has to do right um so it could be a space for quiet for reading for thinking for whatever so how do we create that space and i mean you live in australia so i guess one side to the other you probably get a reasonable length of time on a plane do you does that resonate have you ever had that 
Absolutely, Sarah. I mean, when you when you know you're going on a long journey like that, you can anticipate the fact that you've got this special time for you without all those interruptions. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come tapping on your shoulder unless they're saying, Madam, you you've fallen asleep and you've, you know, you've lost your dinner on the floor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's up to you to design what you do with that time. And I think you're right in that. In our daily lives, we don't give ourselves permission to do that. I mean, it seems a bit bit rich to have to go on a long haul flight in order to achieve <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Because there's no reason <laughs> why we can't do that in our regular lives. You know, if you're working from home or you're working in an office, there's absolutely no reason, really, why if you need that time for deep work, yeah. that you actually allocate the space. Mm-hmm. And put the barriers or whatever you're using up around you so that other people know not to disturb you because you're in your deep thinking time yeah. or deep relaxing time or whatever it is time so that you can get on and do what you need to do. And I love how you shared that you got so much strategic thinking done. Oh, it was exactly as you said that deep thinking and, you know, staring out the window, letting things kind of spiral and go, but in a space where you can capture them, right? Sometimes that happens to me, but I'm out walking the dog and it's in and it's out. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Jenny, what are the, I guess, I know why I don't do it. It's not a good reason, but I know, you know, I do it all the time. I'm supposed to not work on a Friday. We record our podcast on a Friday. This is the one thing I do on a Friday. And then I think that's my start of my day. And then I'm supposed to not do anything. That's the that's the uh, framework I've given myself. When do you think the last time I did that was? <laughs> I've got four meetings after <laughs> today. <laughs> so I was actually going to ask if you've actually ever done it. Have you ever actually achieved it? If I have, it's been very few of <laughs> So I don't protect my own time the way I would someone else's, right? And that's, it's almost like in an airplane or in the other, that kind of scenario, I'm giving that responsibility to something else, something else or someone else. It's a, it's an airplane. So it's a thing, right? <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you, so what are what are the individual pieces for you that you need to have that space? So if you're not going on a long haul flight, talk me through, what do you need to have that space? Okay. For me, I have to have, especially if it's deep work, I have to have space where I know it's going to be quiet. Okay. You know, if the dogs are barking outside or there's somebody mowing the lawn or cutting down a tree or mm. or something like that, mm-hmm. it's like going to do my skin. I need that really quiet space. Um, I love libraries for that oh. reason. Well, I used to love libraries. I don't go to the library very often, if I'm honest, anymore. <laughs> but I used to love libraries because you just got this sense of hush and just the quietness of brains yeah. thinking and reading. And doing yeah. stuff. So I need that quietness. Um, and I also need that reassurance that it's it's okay. I've got to reassure myself that it's okay to take that space and time out. So I'm actually 
quite strict with myself if I'm going to do that. For example, if I'm doing writing, whether it's for an article or if it's a chapter for a book or something like that, and I know I need that time to, to think things through because sometimes you think, I can't think of anything. No. <laughs> um, so I have to allocate the time and just say, this is my time and my time only. And I tell other people around me, yeah. do not interrupt, do not pass go. I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm not going to answer the doorbell. I'm not going to do anything mm-hmm. um, during that period. And I have a start and a finish time. So it's 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 captured. Yeah. Then I can make it work. If I've just sort of said, oh, today I'm going to do X and I'm going to spend a few hours doing it, it doesn't happen yeah. because other things sort of end up occurring mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that time's passed mm-hmm. and you think, oh, didn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. It's really disappointing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Makes yeah. so much sense. Mm. Um, I really like that. So I'm hearing, you know, kind of the space, quiet, um, I like reassurance that it's okay to take that space. Tell me a little bit more about what that means. We tend to think that other people's needs or agendas are as important as what we are doing for ourselves at the time. Mm -hmm. And if we always allow them the space, then we're not allowing ourselves the space. So in all, it's got to be fair. Fairness matters. So to be fair to ourselves I think it's critical that we allocate time to just be, to just think, to just do nothing if we don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, let go, because that is how we restore and re-energize and actually l- loosen up that wonderful imagination that we have to come up with new ideas, to come up with those thoughts or those strategies, um, to come up with that great phrase that you're going to use in your next keynote or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and because we get, otherwise we're caught up in the busyness of being busy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just wanted, I wanted to ask you not because I wanted to push you because I, like I, that resonated so deeply for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you, what you describe is is like it's like the plane right so how do you it's creating this this plane like uh this atmosphere right for for our listeners as a what I would recommend is kind of doing what I've just done with with Jenny you know what is the space that you have experienced before and then reflecting on what is that and which of your needs is that meeting you know is it permission is it quiet? Is it structure? Is it time? You know, what are those things that help you get into that space? And how can you create them and make those boundaries? Something for me that I know has worked, again, I don't always do it. You know, it's why we have this podcast, which is basically so that you and I can remind ourselves what we already know and that we should be doing these things, right? just it's just a weekly accountability about how to run your life (laughs) um but if you go back to our rituals episode you know creating yourself for me I know this works if I need to go and again getting on an airplane there's a ritualisticness to that 
you know, you always do certain things, you know, you have this kind of beginning and ending this transition piece when you go through security, there's nobody else there who's not going to be going on a plane and, and you have all these little things that you do that lead you up to the airplane. And if you travel for work, you probably have your own routine that you take, uh, your ritual what is it something you eat something you drink whatever is the shop you visit is it a thing you buy yourself is it a thing you buy your family whatever those things are um and actually when I have on the small occasions when I have been able to create that space outside of an airplane um I have a ritual to get into it that allows me to leave behind the regular life leave to go in it and I guess the other thing place that I have found that. So airplanes being a simple one, but the other one is when I have attended a curated retreat or a, or an event, um, some, again, someone for me, someone is holding that space for me. Someone has set the guidelines. So in that people pleaser kind of, um, permission side of things, they're giving me permission to say, Oh, I'm, I've I've paid someone else to go on this retreat or event or whatever. And they've said it's a digital detox. So I'm allowed. I'm allowed to put my phone away. I'm allowed to disconnect. I'm allowed to create that space. Um, so I think that, again, that's an effective way um, if you're really struggling and maybe you're not, maybe you're not flying halfway around the world anytime soon, um, you can get them in kind of small, you know, spaces or longer retreats, things like that, weekends away. Um, but again, taking those those needs and those ideals and having them created, crafted, held. Um, and if you can do that for yourself and be, I think you have to be quite diligent and quite strong to create that space for yourself, especially if you're like you and I working from home. What do you think, Jenny? I couldn't agree more. And the other thing is that I think we need different spaces for different aspects of what we do. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. Listening to what you were saying, I was thinking, yes, when when I'm in a sort of thinking frame, I need a certain type of space in which to best operate when I'm in a space where I just need to uh, defrag, de-stress, mm-hmm. just bleh, you know, get rid of all the stuff that's around and going on, I need a different type of space. Yeah. I'm good at recognizing, A, when that's needed, mm-hmm. but also uh, what works best for me in yep. creating that space and, and the associated ritual. Because you're right. For me, it's always going outside for a beautiful walk or taking the dogs out or something like that. So I've very much got my my um, restorative space as a green space. Mm-hmm. I'm outside. I mean, uh, a, a wooded or a bushy area with lots of vegetation. And, you know, I like that. That's That's my space then for me. And I may be meeting other people, I may be sort of interacting, having minor conversations or whatever, but I'm in a different space from when I'm in my working space or my thinking space. Mm. And I think sometimes uh, the other space is where you just need to rest completely and just stop what you're doing. And this is the space I find the hardest 
because I'm not very good at sitting still. <laughs> now, my husband's always saying, Jenny, please sit down. Stop moving around. <laughs> you know, you're tidying up the kitchen or I'm doing something or I'm doing this and that. And he's like, why don't you just stop? And I'm saying, well, I'm just a minute. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing I'm just doing. And because I'm just doing, I don't yeah. stop. Yeah. Actually tuning into it's okay to stop for a moment. Yeah. To sit enjoy you don't have to do anything in particular just to relax or maybe read a book and it's not bedtime and that's okay too (laughs) (laughs) what it's I that's so interesting because I know you know again my husband's very similar he can't at home he's like he can't be still no and I'm always like why can't you we have to go on holiday for him to relax we can't relax in our own home um I am physically fine but this my brain never is quiet (laughs) I'm quite good at like being able to physically relax. I don't have to do physical things, but turning off that beautiful, amazing thinking part of my brain. Mm. Uh, I have to work so hard at that. So, so hard. Mm. I love what you said about the green space and I want to, and and having all these different spaces. Um, so have you come across Disney thinking rooms before, Jenny? No, tell me okay. about Disney so thinking slightly different, slightly different, but in the same vein. Hear me yeah. out here. So apparently Walt Disney had three different types of rooms um, and he would physically move from one to the other um, when he was thinking of ideas and things. And so you start with the dreamer. And so that's like massive, expansive thinking, no rules, everything you want. Um, then you move into the Crit- uh, no, sorry. Then you move into the realist, which is, okay, you've got your crazy ideas. How would you make them happen? Um, and then you move into the critic, which is, okay, can that actually happen? And he would actually create uh, rooms that, you know, that created dreaming and realism and critical thinking, but you weren't allowed to be one of the other thinkers in whichever room you were in you can't do that and so I wonder if in our homes there's a way because again you know it's it's wonderful to think yes I'm a billionaire like Walt Disney and I can just create spaces for thinking but it's not particularly realistic right so if you're needing that space you know can you assign it to a room in your house or um, outside your house or, you know, is there some physical space or um, visual things that you can bring with you? Is it music? Is it headphones? You know, to help you go, what is the space I need to be in? Is it calm? Is it inspirational? Is it deep thinking? Is it strategic? Is it creative? Where am I going? Um, What are the things you need for, for that? And then how do you, how do you craft and create as much, I guess, mental ease for you to slip into that space and to keep you in it so it might be you know this my office room this could be the room for inspiration you know it's yellow and it's bright it's got a big window it's where I do my keynotes when I'm at home so is this do I need to put stuff on the walls and then shut that door when I need inspiration so that (laughs) There's no small children and dogs leaking into my inspiration space. Um, but yeah, what can you do to, to help you, you know, draw out your house as a floor plan and maybe think, do you always have great ideas in the shower, right? Maybe that is your, maybe that's your creative space. Um, 
Do you get into the nitty gritty when you're cooking or sitting with a cup of coffee in your kitchen? Trying to think about where where do you naturally fit in your own home if you can't afford to go on a retreat every weekend or a long haul flight? <laughs> I like that idea. And and I think it's true, too, because I recognize in our own setup, in our own house, mm. I have my home office where I've got all my computers and bloody bloody woof woof. I have my uh, studio space, which oh. is just another room, yeah, where we do the recording of the podcast and I do my yeah. webinars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I also sometimes use our kitchen space because it's very bright and it's light. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm looking for a different space to be in, because I'm looking just to change the way I'm thinking about something, I just need that yeah. different. I need to change the environment that I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. move out yeah. of the office and into the kitchen, which drives my husband yeah. mad, I have to say. He said, do you have to spread all your food? I say, yes, absolutely. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> but also I've got a meditation space which is the space I go to when I know I just want to be still Uh, and chill for however long I like to do my meditation practice for. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to work out where that best place was. I've got other friends who have specific meditation rooms. I don't have a room, but I have a space within a room that I like to use. One of my friends has a shed in her backyard. Now it's a very large shed and it's not your typical men's shed. This shed has been furbished as a thinking and learning space. It's got beautiful, comfortable seating, nice Mm. sort of uh, furnishings. And I always love going around to her place because if she says, oh, come into the shed, I go, oh, yes, please. Absolutely. I am all in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all in. Because Uh, as soon as you go into her shed, you feel, ah, yes, I'm here. And I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do that. And it's great. It works really, really well. You've just created this really wonderful idea in my head. So someone take this as a business idea and run with it, please. You know, that thing about permission, right? And going into someone else's space, we just said. And you just describing going to your friend's space. Imagine if we could swap spaces. Yeah. So that you're invited into someone else's space to do some of those things. And then it's a little easier to craft and create that cocoon or, you know, plain fuselage, if you will. (laughs) Um, Of of space, as we said. Yeah. And I think I think that's why, you know, lots of place, people like to use these um, corporate workplace cooperatives. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Where yeah. You share, you share space. Yeah. But you've got your own little space within that big space. Yeah. And uh, for some people, it works really, really well because they may be working there on their own or maybe with another conspirator, I was going to say, but co-worker. <laughs> um, but you've got this sort of hum around you of thinking and working and yeah. some people I know find that really energizing yeah it's yeah, like yeah. Ooh, yeah. everybody else around me is working really hard and that's yeah. stimulating me to want to work in a sim in a different space to in your own like you know doing work in a in a workplace office where these are all things that that matter to you or that you need to kind of be peripherally aware of that hum like on an airplane it's, mm. it's not really anything to do with you. It happens, 
but you are you have your own bubble. So I can I can relate to that. I quite often like to go in and go to a co-working space for that for that reason. But again, I hadn't thought about it. Oh, so many options we have, right? What, so what are we saying to people? Really think about when you what, what that space means for you. Do you need to go away? Do you need calm space? Do you need relaxing space? Do you need thinking space? Like the idea of the seven types of rest, right? It might be different areas that you need to be defining, you know, and you don't have to go anywhere. You can define those areas or those spaces or even the rituals, right? The movements that get you into that place. It might just purely be physical um, to get you into that space, how, you know, define that for yourself or craft that space. Like Jenny does, you know, give yourself a start and an end time, create the boundaries, um, thinking about your needs. So what are you going to need to, to achieve the thing that you want to be achieving? And, um, yeah, we'd love to hear how, how have you done that? How have you crafted it? How have you curated it? How have you swapped offices? (laughs) Jenny, shall we swap? I'll come to Perth. You come to Cambridge. Great idea. (laughs) I'll come over to your place. How about tomorrow afternoon? Does that suit? Perfect. Uh, Scarlett is in bed waiting for you to get here. (laughs) Scarlett is the dog, by the way, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You can have a happy dog, (laughs) relaxing, inspirational time in the office. (laughs) That's wonderful. So, I hope you've got something out of today's session. We would love to hear from you where you create your special spaces. Please share. And um, because I always love to hear what other people are doing. And it might, we, you know, you might set a trend around the world. Of yeah, I love space. it. Yeah, give someone some inspiration for how they can find that space that they need. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.